One of the biggest questions that the Bears needed to find an answer to in this offseason was improving the offensive line in a meaningful way. We're going to take a look at the projected starting offensive line and where it stands right now before the uh, NFL draft comes up, where we're still expecting the Bears to address that position or that line in a meaningful way. We're also going to take a look at the re-signing of Nathan Peterman and dive into the mailbag since it is Friday. We're going to do all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans. So in doing this show and seeing a lot of you guys in the comments and a lot lot of Bears fans still have tons of questions over the offensive line and the defensive line as well. And the Bears hopefully are set to address those both in meaningful ways in the NFL draft. But I want to take a look right now at the projected starting lineup of the offensive line as it stands right now. And so right now, of course, Braxton Jones is slotted in as the starting left tackle. You have Nate Davis as the left guard. Cody Whitehair is projected to move over to center. You still got Tevin Jenkins at right guard where he excelled at. And then Larry Borm at the right tackle position. Now, the biggest, I think, question mark there where there's still some question marks over throughout the line is probably Larry Borm at the right tackle. Now, we do expect the Bears to go after. They can get some pretty damn good tackles in this draft to, to shore up that right tackle position. But the question that I want to ask you guys is that as Bears fans is this. A lot of you guys seem discontent, and I understand it because the Bears have not addressed what our biggest need was coming into this in the way that many of us thought they would. We saw a lot of the big-name free agents go to other teams, and that's fine. Whether it be they went there for winning, whether it be because the Bears didn't want to pay, whatever the reason is, it did not happen. They are not going to be Chicago Bears. But the Bears still do stand a huge chance to, to improve that offensive line here coming up in the draft. It just, it doesn't seem like a lot of Bears fans want to wait on the faith in that. And I understand it. You have some Bears fans that think, how much can a rookie really come in and help you help you on the offensive line to protect your most precious asset in the quarterback position? So, you know, we've gotten some comments from Matt Eberflus who said this. We're solidifying the offensive line. We're getting the skill sets around him that we need to move the ball down the field and score points. And we're excited about where, where that's going. So, right there. Yes, the mindset is, should be to move the ball. And it should be to be able to put points on the board, but also to protect your quarterback. Your quarterback who was, who was sacked almost 60 times last season, you want to protect that asset. Now, we also have added weapons, and we want to see Justin Fields improve as a passer regardless, but we need to, to shore up that offensive line. And Matt Eberflus also said this, everything is open right now. We have to go through the draft and see what we do there. So the biggest hole, like I said, is Larry Bourne. And when you look at Paris Johnson, Sokronsky, um, you know, th- those players as well as other ones who can come in and help the offensive line, even as rookies. Some Bears fans are still going to have the question, have you done enough to protect Justin Fields, even if you if you bring in a rookie to protect that side of the ball? Now, I know that coming into this, and, and I share this too, as, as fans of teams, we, we typically think, hey, our Bears team, we can do this, we can do that, we can do this, and we can have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, right? And, you know, coming in with as many offensive linemen that were in the free agent market, I did expect the Bears, I won't lie, to maybe go after some of the bigger names where it seems like the Bears are being conservative with their money, rightfully so, and that they still think that they can get some solid talent in that draft. And I'll tell you what, this is not to be the Bears homer, but there is still some extremely good talent in, in both trenches areas for the Chicago Bears in this upcoming draft. And with the NFL draft getting closer and closer and us getting to it, and I'm, and I'm so excited. For those that don't know as well, by the way, uh, we will be doing a live stream for the draft. Uh, we're about, we're a little over, uh, under a month away from the NFL draft. It goes down April 27th, and leading up to that, it's going to be just an exciting time. I can't wait to bring that live stream to you guys. But with all that being said, 
the biggest questions right now is, is how the Bears going to continue to improve that offensive line. And I know that it's not something that's necessarily tangible right now, but I do think we're going to have a stand a good chance to improve that right tackle position when it comes to the NFL draft this year. All right, let's get into the next topic. This is just a quick news update. The Bears have re-signed Nathan Peterman um, as their third-string quarterback to come into next season. Uh, he appeared in three games for us last season. Uh, he completed 11 of 19 passes for 144 yards and a touchdown, um, and that was in one game against uh, the Minnesota Vikings, which was probably his best game last season. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it is what it is. He had a QB rating of 68.6. It's just third, he's a third-string quarterback for a reason. And hopefully, we don't see him much at all. And we have a new our, our new backup quarterback in P.J. Walker, who, if we do need somebody to step up, it's going to be him more than Nathan Peterman. It, it, I didn't drop a video on it, an emergency video on it, anything yesterday, because it's kind of a nothing signing to me. But, hey, maybe you guys uh, wanted to hear that news. And, hey, since we're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears later, I got to keep you guys updated on all the latest news when it comes to the Bears. But, all right. That's enough of me talking. Let's go ahead and get to the mailbag episode portion of the episode today. This first voicemail, this one's from Rob. Hey, what's good, boy? This is boy Rob, man. I keep hearing people talk about the offensive line. I just wanted to leave something real quick. People saying to forget that uh, in the center position, uh, we had Cody White here. Of course, I know he wasn't the best left guard, but he was a Pro Bowl center. Then you just had to pick up, uh, and I think can be an elite guard, uh, he's going to move from right guard to left guard, I think. You got Cody, uh, what's his name? Uh, you got Jenkins. You got Jenkins that would be right there at the right guard. I think you're going to take our left tackle and move him over there to right. And that le really leave one spot, which is the left tackle. I don't think we as far back and far off as people think we are. I think our offensive line is going to be pretty solid. Boy, Poe's know what he's doing. Keep on cooking, man. That's all I got to say, though, bro. I and Rob saying that the offensive line is not as far away as some people are thinking. And, you know, after in this first segment to open the show going after the, the offensive line and who the projected starters are right now, I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. And I do think uh, I, I think more right tackle, if you if you heard my analysis, than left tackle. I think that right tackle position is going to be where the Bears go after or they could move a tackle. And then at the end of the day, the Bears, I think, are going to take the best offensive lineman available when they do their draft. And they should. And so we'll see how that uh, tends to work out. But I do think that. As far, whether we're as far away or not, as, th as, as fans are thinking, I think that we're probably going to make less moves than what Bears fans were thinking as well when it comes to that offensive line. I think we're going to get a, a drafted offensive lineman at number nine, unless for some reason all of our targets are gone and then we may move down. But I do think we're going to draft an offensive lineman at that number nine. We're going to address the um, the defensive line in rounds two, both our, our round two picks. I think we there's some really good defensive linemen uh, that we can get there and starting. I don't know if we're going to do it next week. I'm trying not to pull the trigger too early on, on, on kind of reevaluating the bears draft needs and what targets they can go after now that the, that the um, pro days and everything are done, but you'll, you'll, we'll eventually get that, that content. But um, so I do think, I do think that, you know, the, the bears are going to still probably make some death acquisitions as well. Um, in that offensive line, maybe further down the draft, take some chances uh, on some people there. And I think that that's probably the right thing. Keep in mind, even in, my earlier estimation of the offensive line, I didn't mention Alex Leatherwood, who, it, when he's on the field, has been pretty damn good in his NFL career so far, albeit very very shortly. And then, you know, you, you still within, uh, theoretically, th per my analysis, 
You draft your new starting right tackle. You then have Larry Borum, who still, you know, with had some struggles. Absolutely. I don't think anybody's going to say that Larry Borum deserves to outright just hold on to the starting role. But as a depth piece, maybe you, you still have some some things in there and you still hope, hope that he's going to develop some as well. So I do think that the Bears do have um, more more of the talent that they are they're going to bet on this uh this this upcoming year than what a lot of Bears fans are thinking or maybe wanting to admit. And I'm I'm in that group as well. So we'll see and continue to evaluate and see what we're going to get out of that. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Rory. What up, Hayes? How you doing, bro? This is your boy, Rory. I ain't talked to you in a minute. Hey, man, um, just three things I want to say, man. Um, first one, um, do you think um, – does it even make sense to even draft uh, Jackson Smith and Jigma? Because that means if you, um, if you um, draft him, that means you'll be either getting rid of Mooney which doesn't make sense, or Claypool, which doesn't make sense, because you know they spent a uh, a number uh, a second round draft pick on um, Claypool, and Mooney has been building chemistry with um with uh, Fields, you know, so that don't make sense. So secondly, hey man, I want to say, um, don't you know how like you know Fields and Mooney they go on off season and they go um, practice Fields and Mooney to get you know build chemistry and you know what I'm saying? I think Fields should take that whole receiver crew, you know what I'm saying, core. And um and just they just go just go practice, man, you know what I'm saying, to build chemistry with these new acquisitions, you know what I'm saying? Um definitely work with um Dropsy Jones. You know what I'm saying? Just have no fields drill him some you no know, drill some balls to him, you know what I'm saying? Get his hands together, man. Because you know, whether you believe it or not, um hey, I believe that, you know, Dropsy can be a, a lethal weapon, man, because he's fat he is fast. He does offer that. But he just gotta get his hands together. If he gets his hands together, I think, you know, in open field, man, that dude can be, you know, you know, real dangerous. He can be a threat. And um like I said, just work with them guys and um, you know, and build that chemistry. You know what I'm saying? And thirdly, um, I don't even like thinking it and I don't even like saying it, Hayes. I'm just saying if if, if Justin Fields doesn't uh pan out to be the quarterback that they want, man, you don't get rid of a of a of a player of that caliber like like Justin Fields, man. And um, you know, I you still like you said, he has flexibility to go, you know, next year or so to get the quarterback that he wants if it doesn't pan out. But you don't get rid of Fields, man. You still keep you you make Fields a um um quarterback number two. And the quarterback is backing up uh Fields. You know what I'm saying? So you got three quarterbacks that will be, you know, very capable in a solid Q B core. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think Fields like, you know, he had the mindset that he would want to go, you know, somewhere else. I mean, I mean, play, you know, a backup quarterback. You know what I'm saying with the Bears. So he might, you know, figure that, hey, I can go somewhere else and be QB number one. So like I said, I don't think that, you know, would be the case. So I hope, no, I think he's gonna. I, I'm team Fields all day. So I think he's gonna make that leap because he got these weapons, man. He got Tanya. He got um. He got um. DJ. Moore. All right. So I'm gonna address a couple of your questions here. First, uh, drafting JSN. So. Um, here's the thing. I think that that's highly unlikely per the reasons that you gave out. I think that if the bears were going to go wide receiver upwards in that draft, we wouldn't maybe trade it for DJ Moore. I still think you look at Mooney. You still look at Chase Claypool, unless the bears decide on moving one of those players, maybe in another deal to get more draft assets or something. I just don't see the bears going, um, Jackson there in my opinion, but I could be wrong. Um, and, and we all could be wrong. We've seen Ryan Poles go a different direction than what most fans were thinking in last year's draft as well. I just think as much as we need to improve the trenches on the offense and defensive line and the depth there um, in both those positions in this draft, I think that 
The Bears are going to focus more so towards that. I think if they draft any position that's not technically a need, but they do uh, go after maybe for a depth piece or a development piece, it's probably running back. You still look at cornerback, they could go there as well before they go anything else. So I don't think wide receiver is going to be on the board for the Bears this season. I think that they're going to work uh, on improving that offensive line, then evaluating the wide receivers we have here in Darnell Mooney, uh, Chase Claypool, Equinami and St. Brown's coming back. Uh, you still have Valus Jones as well. And uh, if you still do see that potential in him after a down rookie season. So I, I definitely don't see the Bears necessarily going uh, the route of, of wide receiver. Now, as far as your question on can Valus Jones still be a uh, Valus Jones still be a rookie? Um, as far as Valus, I, I really don't know when it comes to Valus. I really, I don't know how to evaluate him. I think he's going to try to have to make his name on special teams first and foremost. And then I think, you know, if you can work him in, in certain lineups, because he, that speed is still, listen, that speed is still an amazing asset for him. If he can catch on to the ball, especially using him in the slot in some uh, scenarios, you could see that breakaway speed turn in, he, but he has to be able to hold on to the ball. Also don't think he had the best route running last year either, but again, these are things that coming in as a as an older rookie, you kind of expect to be a little bit more uh, together. But, you know, he still has room for develop. Everybody has room to develop after only one season in the NFL. So maybe they do want to take an extended look at him as well and just really see what they have in him before they maybe decide to go elsewhere. I've said it before. The wide receiver class in the free agency and in the draft is much better than what it is this season. You guys know C-Dub, me, I think Bobby as well. We're all very high on the chances of Marvin Harrison Jr. coming to this team and what that would look like. So, you know, maybe the, the Bears really just evaluate what they have and then what the two first-round picks that they're slated to have next season. I believe they're slated to have two. Maybe it's two seconds next season. But in what they're, what they're slated to have next season, they could very well look to maybe package that, maybe move up. Um, and, and, and try to go after one of the wide receivers in next year's draft class. So that's what I think on that one. Now, as far as your last part, what happens if, if Justin Fields doesn't develop into a QB1 and, and potentially being a QB2? I don't think that happens. I think when you look at what you have to pay for run, for uh, quarterbacks, I think also in what you look at, even if the Justin Fields, did, if for some reason, which I don't agree with to think of, but for the nature of the, of the question, I'm going to answer it. Um, if Justin Fields doesn't end up being the guy, I think you have to move on to him because I think there are going to be other teams that are willing to invest in Justin Fields and see if they can develop him there and have maybe better weapons, a better system, whatever it be. So, you know, if Justin Fields ends up not being the guy and the Bears do call a pivot and then go after another um, a quarterback, I, I don't I don't necessarily foresee, no matter what Justin Fields can or, or, or will be, necessarily sticking around long-term after that. But hey, that's just my thought on it. Let me know what you guys think on Rory's questions down below. If you're on the YouTube side, we got one more uh, text message though that we want to talk about. And this is another one from Melbat. I mean, from Rory. I don't know if it's the same Rory. I think it is, but he says this. What up, Hayes? This is your guy, Rory. I have a, I have a question. What do the Bears have uh, training fields or who do the Bears have training fields to be a better pocket passer? And do you think uh, we're going to pick up another receiver or running back. Realistically, who do you think we can get? So first part, I don't know. That's a great question. That is a, I mean, we have a quarterbacks coach. I think we just hired a new quarterbacks coach, which I'm sure is going to be working with them. And Justin Fields, they've already said, like, he's a gym rat. He's at Hallis Hall, I'm sure, working out now. So, you know, as far as developing as a pocket passer, it's going to be up to Luke Getz. It's going to be up to the quarterbacks coach. It's going to be up to the team overall to put him in the right situations so that he can develop as that packer, packet passer, not a packer. We don't want none of those guys here. Uh, but as far as your second question, do we think that the Bears go after a receiver or running back? Um, here's the thing. It, anything's possible in the back half of the draft. 
it really depends on talent. You guys know Tajay Spears is, is a guy that I'm extremely high on. I've really been singing his praises since before the Senior Bowl. And then after the Senior Bowl, it just brought it all together for me. Um, I really do like him, uh, Tajay Spears. And I think he could definitely be somebody that the Bears could potentially go after. Um, as far as, so, But I think that, that that would be more towards the back end of the draft. If the Bears do go either wide receiver or running back, I think it's going to have to be if a guy is sitting there and, and it's it's a, a guy that they have ranked pretty highly, and they really think, hey, this is a guy that, he, listen, he fell here, but this is a guy that we think that we can develop, that maybe not this upcoming year he plays a big role for us, but in following seasons and, and that we can get him. So Jay Spears is one that I'm definitely looking at because he's not slated to be drafted into the 100. So, you know, but he's, his, his stock has been on the rise. Uh, notice around him has been on the rise, so that could very well change. But he's a guy that I'm looking at as well. Kenny McIntosh is another senior that I'm looking at uh, uh, as well that, that the Bears could potentially go after. Um, also in the draft, Sean Tucker, another one that uh, sophomore running back in the draft that they can go after. So there are some running backs you can take a shot on further down in the draft. Um, but we'll just see if the Bears do do that. And I think that there is a chance that they will just because of, of – uh, and the only reason I say that we would have signed Freeman to a more longer-term deal, I would have probably not been – Thinking that, but I do think with that one-year deal, that the, it opened the Bears up to potentially drafting a project piece or a, a development piece at that running back position that may not play heavily into the run game this upcoming year, barring injuries or something like that, but could be in there absolutely factored into their future plans as they continue to build the team. But that's it for me for today. That's my time. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Chicago Bears Central at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail like you heard on today's show, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I liked in every episode on, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.